If ever there was an America that offered an idyllic slice of Norman Rockwell American apple pie, it was Appalachian. The town boasted a population of around a thousand souls, a couple of mum-and-pop stores, a hardware store, a tavern, and a barber shop. The volunteer fire department was just a little way up the hill. Crime was rare, and residents could safely leave their doors unlocked at night. The only touch of local colour was provided by the local distributor of Canada Dry Soft Drinks, one Joseph Barbara. Local law enforcement privately suspected Barbara, known as Joe the Barber to his colleagues, was also involved in bootlegging, and that he had ties to organised crime figures. They were right. Barbara was in fact the boss of the Sicilian Mafia's northeast American arm, a tentacle in what was then America's if not the world's most powerful organised crime group. In 1957, the US Mafia was still enjoying something of a honeymoon with law enforcement. The legendary FBI chief J. Edgar Hoover was on the public record stating there was no such thing as organised crime in the US. Robert Bobby Kennedy was single-mindedly focused on corruption in organised labour, with the Teamsters and their head Jimmy Hoffa firmly in his sights. The American public was content with the delusion that the Italo-American gangs were simply local problems, not a powerful and organised crime syndicate. It is a delusion that many Americans, Australians and Europeans now maintain to this day, but with a brasher and far more overt criminal gang the outlaw bikers. Neither Joe Barbara nor his unwitting neighbours had any idea that Appalachian was about to be the beginning of the undoing of the dominance of the American Mafia. For what Joe was hosting that day was to be a covert meeting of a hundred Mafia crime bosses from America and overseas. As the shiny cars rolled into Appalachian across the other side of America, another footnote in history was passing quietly unnoticed. For 2,806 miles away, in San Francisco, a new chapter of the Hells Angels Outlaw Motorcycle Gang in Oakland had in its first 12 months become the de facto U.S. headquarters for the Angels. Among its ranks was one Ralph Sonny Barger, who had just come out of a stint in the U.S. Army. Ever since that 4th of July weekend in Hollister, America's outlaw bikers were developing a hard-earned reputation as urban outlaws. In cinemas across the country, Marlon Brando's swaggering leather-jacketed Triumph Thunderbird-riding biker in the 1953 classic The Wild One, based on the Hollister riot, added to the mystique. While the bikers found themselves on the cover of Life magazine and Time, basking in their newfound public notoriety, the Mafia had until now kept below the radar of both public and police concern. But, in a lesson the outlaw motorcycle gangs would learn in due course, the Mafia's greatest problem was itself. In 1931, the Mafia had formed the Commission to handle the national crime business that J. Edgar Hoover hadn't acknowledged. The Commission was dominated by the Conservative Faction, these were the Mafia old guard. The problem they faced was competition from the new liberal faction. Mafia politics was about to change, and not for the better. War between the rival factions was now almost inevitable. But they agreed to meet at the home of Joseph Barbara in Appalachian. 
On the guest list were the Dons and heavyweight mafiosi from Sicily, Canada, and throughout the United States. Over one hundred hard-eyed men in sharply tailored suits would soon descend discreetly, they foolishly thought, on appellation. What the attendees didn't want the investigators knowing was that crime in the United States was not only already organised, but its lucrative future was being planned in sleepy appellation. By the end of the afternoon, eagle-eyed local police officers had detained 62 of the cream of U.S. organised crime. To the horror of the mafia, their secret meeting was now splashed across the front pages of America's newspapers. In a remarkably swift change of direction, the media-savvy J. Edgar Hoover announced the establishment of the Top Hoodlum Project just 13 days later, on the 27th of November, 1957.